Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Good day. Good evening, man. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> good evening, better yet. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in there too without editing that out. Cause. <laughs> oh man, listeners. As I fumbled with uh, my my time of day, uh, today is January twenty third. 2021 you all are now listening to the crow show i'm your host torch the poet and i always have a great conversation with this great friend of mine having him back again charles if they do not know who you are so uh the puerto rican teddy bear himself if you would uh <laughs> if you would kind of give a uh brief background about the man you are so forth and so on and then we'll uh we'll dive in sir yeah, um, so I am by trade a uh, clinical therapist for children. I am working on a documentary on male who or on males who survived uh, childhood sexual abuse. Um, and um, a father of three, a husband for 23 years, and just overall an optimistic fellow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and also, thank you for your service. This man has served our country proudly. So, um, wow. though he modestly left that out, <laughs> uh, he modestly left that out. I, I don't want to leave that out. So, uh, thank you, sir, for your service as well, brother, as always. Um, but the reason why I had to invite Charles back on again, um, for those who don't know, um, Charles has started something that I consider not only empowering, um, it is also needed, in my opinion, for, for this particular moment in time. Um, that being, he has started 100 positive quotes and or videos um, for this year. And I think that that is, is, is man, that's, that, that, that is so awesome, brother. Um, and I don't want to take up too much time with me babbling on. So, you know, with that being said, I want you to, to let the listeners know how you came up with, with, with this awesome, empowering idea and, and so forth and so on. Yeah. Um, you know what? It just kind of came to me. So, um, I think we all been struggling, um, with the political climate as of late. Um, we all have COVID fatigue. Um, so it's, it's been a lot this past year for everybody. Um, then um, recently, I one of the men. So I've been doing this documentary for a few years. Um, COVID definitely derailed the process. Mm -hmm. Like I should be done by now, right? It should be done. Yeah. However, um, there are um, there's one person I do want to interview before. I can conclude this thing. Um, I'll let you guess who that is. But um, <laughs> um, Charles. <laughs> no, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. So, um, you know, COVID put a pause on that. But um, one of the men who I interviewed, he was one of the first. Well, he's the second person I interviewed for um, the documentary. Um, I got a call recently that he committed suicide um, and oh, shit. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, it took me back a little bit. Um, I went back and I kind of watched the interview and, you know, it was heavy stuff. Um, and it was, he was courageous in giving his story. Um, but his mother called me um, and she just uh, was expressing uh, her pain and her loss and um, her concerns about some of the things that he said um, in, in, in the interview process, which I uh, I totally understand. But I was feeling down, you know, and I'm not really uh, a person who likes to feel defeated, but it, it's hard not to at that point, right? Right, yeah, uh, yeah. So, and I think it's it's a very real, a very real feeling Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to sit with it. And I did, you know, for about a week, you know, mm-hmm. I sat with it. Um, you know, you always run through your mind, was there something I could have done? You know, I I always feel mm-hmm. um, with these people I interview, I feel like there's a kinship there because there is, you know, we, we share this, this, this thing, which we wish we didn't, but we share it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to feel... Um, a little responsible, not like I, I'm the cause of it, but because he was part of something that we were creating, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something more I, I, I could have done, um, which is irrational. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not Batman, I'm not Superman. I, I understand that, but I think that's a right, normal right. process of grieving. Oh, I, it, absolutely. It, it's it's kind of taking those things on. Um, no, absolutely. Especially, um, if, if I may interject, especially when it's for a cause that is not only dear to heart, but also that brother, again, kindred. You know, he, he had a kindred connection to that cause as well. So, no, I mean, I, I definitely understand. Yeah, you know, and it's, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a reminder of how fragile mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a gentleman who seemed like he he was struggling, but he was he. It, no, let me take that back. He didn't seem like he was struggling. He he struggled to tell his story, and he was emotional about the story, which um, seemed perfectly normal considering what we were discussing. Right. Um, right. And, but he 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 was living a productive life. Um, he had a child who he saw regularly. Uh, he he really struggled to maintain positive relationships. Uh, it seemed like he was trying to um, better himself. And uh, I spoke to him recently, as in June. So you know, update of what's going on with the film. He was really excited about having his story out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So you know, we kind of discussed kind of discuss the process and why it's taking so long and COVID and yeah, yeah, I get mm-hmm. the, you know, everybody's kind of slowed down because of that. And it, it was a positive conversation and I didn't get the, um, I didn't get anything like he was struggling and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we keep in touch on social media too. Like I would see his, his post and I would, you know, comment and would comment and little, little small things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to keep in touch and you know I kind of didn't uh, see it coming from him uh, so 
um, I did a video just kind of discussing suicide and what we should do. And I encourage anybody who feels like they may hurt themselves to tell somebody they care about to, if you have nobody you can talk to at the moment, to dial the 1-800 number. You can even text. Like if you're scared to pick up a phone and call, you can actually, they have a text line now. You can text and, and start the conversation mm. that way. There is no reason to feel like there's nobody to speak to. Um, but I also encourage loved ones, family members, friends, anybody, if you think somebody is struggling and you think they may hurt themselves, ask them directly. You can't make the thought of killing yourself in somebody's head. Right? You can't. So if, if I go to somebody who's not suicidal and say, hey, uh, I'm concerned you might hurt yourself, they're going to look at me and be like, no, I'm going to hurt myself. You crazy? And right, that's yeah. Right? But if somebody who's suicidal and I go up to them and ask them, hey, I'm, I'm concerned you might hurt yourself, the odds are that they're going to say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned too. Mm-hmm. No, and, and, and just because somebody's having suicidal thoughts doesn't mean they're a danger to themselves. Right. It just means right now they're struggling. It doesn't mean because somebody says, yeah, I'm thinking about hurting myself, that we have to go to the hospital, right? It just may be mm-hmm. that I need to sit with you for, the, for for these next few minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, and we can talk about what's going on, and after the conversation, see how a person feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people who are thinking about hurting themselves are honest. Yeah. So they'll, they'll tell you, yeah, I think I'm hurting myself. I'm, I'm thinking about it. You know? Mm-hmm. People are mm-hmm. so I, I just you know I put a video out there that I wanted people to do that you know let's not um, have that feeling man I should have said something right yeah um, yeah go ahead and, and ask. Yeah. so the other side of that <clears throat> was I started thinking to myself I need to do something positive right now because <clears throat> I'm feeling pretty low mm-hmm. um, so what could I do that would um, help people or raise my spirits at the same time. So what I decided to do this year for myself personally was walk 300 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm up to 50 miles as of today. Good job, sir. Good so, job. Great job, better yet. So, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm proud of that, you know, so I'm thinking that Hell yeah. uh, I may even surpass the 300 um before June, and I just say, you know what? I'm gonna go for 500. See how that goes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jinx it. <laughs> but I dig, right? But you know, that's where I'm at now. I'm feeling myself a little bit on that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So the other part of that was that I started thinking, you know what? I have all these inspirational quotes and all these inspirational thoughts um, mm-hmm. that I use for myself daily, right? And I don't share them. I kind of internalize them. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to sharing 100 of these quotes in a video. For um, I was going to do one for every day of the year, but I figured, let me not commit to that. That might be too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The number that oh, I yeah. knew I could hit. So even if mm-hmm. it's a day, I could still hit the number. So I figured I'd go with 100. Um. And I think that it's important for people to realize that um, inspiration comes from different places, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it'd be so 
life would be so much easier if we could hear a line, a phrase, a speech, and be motivated for the rest of our lives. Yeah, right. That's not what happens, <laughs> right? It's, that's not the thing. Um, the thing is that sometimes every day we have to find something to keep us going. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we do. I have a, a friend of mine who has gotten into yoga. And she started doing four minutes meditation in the morning on Instagram and she invites people to come in, right? And once you um, decide you want to go, she'll send you an invite to remind you in the morning. She does like about 8.30 in the morning every day. Um, And she does a little four minutes only thing. And sometimes she has two people. Sometimes she has 12. Sometimes she has 20 that join her. Damn. But... For four minutes, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, 8.30 to 8.34, she does meditation with a group mm-hmm. of people virtually. And what I thought, and I, start, I started to join her, mm-hmm. um, and what I found most satisfying really wasn't the four-minute meditation, which I kind of do that anyway, mm-hmm. was the, her consistency. The fact that at 8.30 she starts every morning and she's respectful of people's time she says four minute meditation at 8.34 the session's over hmm. consistency right that's the key being consistent with the things you want to do to keep yourself healthy both physically and mentally you know for me to walk hmm. consistently is going to keep me physically healthy right mm-hmm. doing inspirational quotes consistency you know it, it helps me feel good and hopefully it helps other people feel good because we don't know how people are feeling every day mm-hmm. and some struggles you know may be harder one day than the next so that's kind of why I started this um, 100 uh, positive or optimistic quotes. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Now I have to piggy. I, uh, oh, go ahead, brother. I apologize. Oh, I no, you go. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna say I have to really piggyback off of the fact of uh, consistency and and if, prime example. As I look to my left on my wall here, I'm looking at. Uh, my my big old green poster board, um, which I have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I have every day for breakfast, bowl of rolled oats with fruit. And also some other things as far as like my exercise routine, like I'm back, in, back into doing my, my prison push-ups. <laughs> um, <laughs> which for layman's terms will be circuit push-ups walk about you start off doing one um walk about uh, five maybe six feet drop and do two and then repeat with the numbers going up so three four five um because i i I, I, what you're saying I, i really hold firm to you know like my arms are killing me right now so i take one day on one day off so tonight's my night to get back out there. Um, but I do remember how when I was doing this before, when I was actually 
um, and they and they programmed to divert going to prison for selling weed. Um, shitload of weed, obviously. I remember like how I felt, you know, um, because every night it was it was just a routine of exercise uh, as well as mental conditioning, um, physical conditioning. You know, they played a part together. So I, I really respect what you're saying about being consistent because if you really don't understand that dynamic, then it's easier to fall off um, versus being more disappointed because you're not consistent. Um, yeah, it's, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Consistency is key. So the pop, you know, let me see. I can, you know what? Okay. So the thing is this, right? That mm. it's not like I remember I said that this one thing that changes you. It's right. a bunch of things over over time. For instance, let's think about if I what does brushing my teeth for two minutes twice a day do for me? Just if I did just once a week. If I did it once a week. If you did it once a week, absolutely really nothing. Nothing. I mean but if I do two minutes twice a day for every every day of the week, mm-hmm. then I keep my teeth healthy. Mm-hmm. It's consistency. Consistency. Now I can miss a day here and a day there, a morning here, a night there. But if I mm-hmm. consistently am doing this, my teeth will be healthy. Mm-hmm. And missing a day doesn't mm-hmm. kill me. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's consistency yeah. is, is where it's at. And mm-hmm. the problem is that um, consistency takes time. Yeah. Right. It takes time because it doesn't happen overnight. But the issues and the problems that we run up with are immediate. Mm. And the solutions take time. So the yeah. problem feels stronger than the solution. You know, the problem always feels stronger than the solution. So it's not that what we're doing isn't working. It's what we're doing takes time. And the best way to kind of look at it is everybody has grieved. Everybody Mm -hmm. has loved somebody, lost somebody that they love. Right. And the moment that that happens, that first week, it feels like life is over. Yep. You know, and and yep. you may even tell yourself, you know what? If you take me right now, I'm okay, God. Because that's part mm-hmm. of the grieving process. And it mm-hmm. feels like no matter what anybody tells you, the call me if you need me, the, the time will take mm-hmm. care of this stuff, none of that matters at that moment. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff mm-hmm. is true. But yep. it doesn't matter in the moment because the problem feels so much stronger than the solution yep. but after the funeral you feel mm-hmm. a little better mm-hmm. the ritual of mm-hmm. you know paying your respects yeah. telling your stories mm-hmm. you know and then finally mm-hmm. putting them in the permanent resting place does something mm-hmm. for you and while it may take you months I mean weeks months even a year and you may be grief forever, the intensity of that grieving lessens as time goes on. Because mm-hmm. you do things 
to lessen it, right? You, you go back to your natural activities. Right. You go back to talking to friends. You go back to hanging out, laughing, having a good time. And, and, and that is the remedy for grieving. But it takes time. Right, mm-hmm. you can't go out the same day of, of, of the viewing and think that you're going to be okay, Good. right? There's, right. It, that's, that's not how not it works. Real. No, yeah. but the consistency mm-hmm. of doing it, uh-huh. it is what heals you. Uh-huh. Um, so, and if I can circle back to that suicide, uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> what suicide does, it takes a permanent solution to a temporary problem, right? most people who survive suicides are grateful to still be alive and they'll say like the moment I did it I wanted to take it back right most most almost almost like 99% of them that's what they say that's to say that if you can help somebody in that moment when they're ready mm-hmm. to commit the act, if we can get them past that moment, they may never kill themselves or try to hurt themselves. Yeah, that's real. You know, so um, the pain that we're going through always seems so much stronger than a solution. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to kind of re- rework our brain a little bit. That's why I went from just saying, you know what, I'm just gonna do one quote a week, right? That'll be half of the hundred that I that I that I committed to. Um, but for me, that's not consistent enough, right? Yeah. I, I think that you know we need to hear it more often. And there's a difference between being optimistic and being a positive person. You can always be an optimist. You cannot always be positive. Cause it sounds fake. Yeah. It sounds fake. <laughs> Everybody yeah. who was um, on January six, who was, it's gonna be okay. Pray to God. I don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it's not talk. the time. It's not the time for positive talk. I don't want to hear that right now. I'm pissed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so these are things that uh, we have to know now. After the difference between being positive, uh, which mm-hmm. has its place. Mm-hmm. And um, being an optimist, right? An optimist just believes that everything's going to be okay eventually. Yeah, the outcome. Yeah. Right, exactly. And the reason I believe that is because um, I believe in people. Mm. I do. I believe in people's ability to get it right. I believe in people's ability to change their own circumstances. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe it. You know. And because I believe mm-hmm. those things, I believe that the things that are wrong will eventually get right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm an optimist. I, I don't I, I don't ever see something like it's it's going to be the end, right? Um, yeah. But you know, I try to be as positive as possible because mm-hmm. the, the positivity kind of gets the engine going. But it's not always mm-hmm. time to be positive, man. It's just. That's nah, just BS. Be it's being fake. Yeah, yeah exactly. It it's being fake. It's being fake, man. Yeah. There's, there's times you you can't be positive um, when hundred percent. Yeah, when people are you know people are suffering. And what is it to be positive about? Mm. Yeah, you know, there's nothing to be positive about those points. Yeah. Um, 
and that you know takes me to um something else i was thinking about right so when i started my um website um we fall we rise uh, the logo was to um to motivate inspire and help people live happy productive lives right uh, mm-hmm. that was kind of my 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 goal and while these last couple of years with the things that have happened in my life i see that that um that mission isn't correct mm. and i'm gonna tell you why because happiness is not a goal happiness should not be a goal don't get me wrong everything you want to do you want to try to be happy in it because it, it, it releases right. these endorphins and it makes you feel good right. and, and, mm-hmm. but let me ask you a question if and this is this is this is this is a um I'm not wishing this on anybody. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. right? Just, mm-hmm. just, just for the scenario. God forbid, mm-hmm. something terrible mm-hmm. happens to your daughter. She's in the hospital, and she's in a way that just seeing the way she looks is tearing you down. Mm-hmm. Are you not going to go visit her in the hospital, or are you going to go and support yeah. her? Hell yeah, you are. You're her father. Yeah. You're loving. You're the supporter, regardless right. of the pain that it causes you. Yeah. You're not going to go to the hospital and be happy. Mm-mm, hell no. So, hell no. So, so you're going. So my mission statement is going. Would be going against what you're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense. At all. At all. So my <laughs> mission statement doesn't make sense. Happiness isn't a goal. Happiness is what happens when you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. When you have Say a purpose. That say that you know your podcast has grown in just a short time that i've known you so much and you're co- co- going back to consistency <laughs> <laughs> thank you you're the model of consistency you. with your passion thank you i, I listen i really appreciate what, what you see as consistency i see as me being a motor mouth um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, brother, I, I honestly, you know, in all seriousness, I, I, I get that. Um, again, I'm, I'm up here looking at, uh, these printouts of, of Michael Jordan and, and Herb Kent and, uh, Howard Stern and, you know, those men embody or embodied in, in the case of Howard Stern, um, consistency, tenacity, mm. uh, perseverance, um, uh, competitiveness, uh, greatness. Um, I need to print Oprah out and 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 some other. I need to get Donahue up there as well. Good old Donahue. Oh um, yes, but you know Barbara Walters, um, even Wendy Williams. People give me people give me shit about that one, but I'm like, you know, Wendy, I, I, I like the button she push. Um, but to get back on point. Um, I really do appreciate that uh, because you're right, man. You know, when you are consistent, um, the healthiness of whatever you are passionate about should grow. Um, I think it has no choice but to grow, whether you're ready for it or not, because I will tell you <laughs> this. Um, I had to get like a somewhat of an appointment book for 
my 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 guess because it's like you know what dude i'm not being accountable enough um because it's it it has grown quicker than i i imagined and i'm like and, and i'm not i'm not bragging but i'm like you know but you're not ready for you know a certain level of being consistent on a higher level your ass either will step up or you will fall off um absolutely so so i dig what you're saying it's like you know um but again to piggyback off what you're saying is when you when you are already in a in a, a habit of being consistent stepping up and or, or leveling up is not going to be hard within your 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 uh moments of being consistent you know what i mean it, it, it's it's effortless it's easier it's right. like okay well this is ob obviously the next level so you know let me walk up these stairs and bada bing bada boom so um, no, there, there is a cause and effect you're right there is a cause mm -hmm. and effect that comes um when you are being consistent when you are working hard things come mm -hmm. you know don't they, they don't seem like the sacrifices don't seem as big and right. the jumps don't seem as far right yep. because you've been preparing yourself um mm -hmm. i um went back and listened to the first few of your podcasts and you, you <laughs> definitely got better <laughs> <laughs> you know you definitely got better and that just shows your commitment oh. that shows your commitment <laughs> to this craft right and, um, and your consistency oh, to your man. craft <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I can both enjoy that laugh too, because uh, <clears throat> it's so funny. I say I'm like I'm like gosh, the ones with me. I tell people I'm like the ones with me are like horrid. I'm like I the ones with my guests are 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 far more interesting <laughs> than, than some of the ones by myself. But that repetition has 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 made it when. You know, it, it's a certain little, you know, hey, don't be so close to the mic. Hey, learn how to breathe easier. Hey, like all all those little things that mm. those little episodes by yourself, you know, mm -hmm. hey, start watching Oprah clips. Hey, pay attention to Wendy Williams. Hey, the real, look at how those four women and their dynamic, like every little thing now has turned into more like, oh, wow, look at her, uh, look at her craft, how, you know, she delivers that psychological aspect of it oh nice. man i love how the way she played on it like I'm, I'm i'm it's almost like some rain man type shit for me now where it's it's almost <laughs> it's almost too much because i'm like damn I'm, I'm nitpicking every little thing but to a point where i'm like i need this to collude for my benefit like yeah, a perfect mirage, you know. No, and, and and it shows, you know, it shows that mm -hmm. you have been learning, that you, you have been trying to um, improve your craft, mm -hmm. and, and it shows. Mm -hmm. um, and that's mm -hmm. the only reason I brought it up. Thank it was you. it was it wasn't a rib. It, it it was a compliment <laughs> oh, no. to where you're at. Yeah. Now. Oh, of course, totally. No, totally. I like totally appreciate that because I. That's why I say I, I think both you and I can laugh at that because. I have no problem admitting that. I mean, you, hell, Michael Jordan didn't start off, you know, being <laughs> no the, the goat. I mean, gosh, he got, damn. Remember, he you got know, cut. He got cut from his high school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, you know. To me, you have to go through. It's not even a failure. It, it to me, it it, it is merely um, a learning curve. It's it's, it's a curveball. You know, I love playing baseball, and it's a curveball to me where. You know, you have to see the pitch. Look at the look at the pitcher release, and 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 the, the ball slows down. It does, but you have to look for that break, and then, bam, knock that bitch out the park. 
Um, but you're not going to do that walking up to the plate. You know, you have to do T-ball first, you know, <laughs> um, you have to go through that. You have to get hit with the baseball several times, you know, trying to trying to field as a shortstop or a third baseman. Like you have to you have to understand all that is going to build you to be stronger so that once the 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 championship moment arrives, you're ready. Um, and that's why I keep telling people 1,440 minutes in a day. What does that mean? That's If you're blessed to see that many, enjoy that many, how much of that are you devoting to who you are consistently at that? Because most people consistently will jump up on social media rather than consistently build up their brand, who they are. It amazes me. Like, yo, like, you got to think about that. That's why I'm like, I'm digging the 100 positive because I'm like, yo, dig that. Dig that. Like, you know, how many people are, are complaining? Oh, fucking pandemic, man. Fuck this fucking mask. All this fucking bull versus, you know, oh, fucking now Biden's in, in office, which I'm tired of. You know, I've, I've, I'm about to release an episode. I'm getting off tangent, brother, but I'm about to release an episode for all you conservative brothers and sisters because Charles No and everyone else who knows me know I'm a conservative independent. But y'all, y'all wearing that shit thin, man, with the bullshit, bro. Like, goddamn, you know, where's the fucking respect? You know, honestly, you know, gosh, like, I'm, I'm so tired of old Biden's going to run down the country. Shut up. Shut the fuck up, man. Like, you're perpetuating. You're doing exactly what you said. The leftist party, the liberals. You're doing the same thing. Like, what do you like people enough if you don't like it as they say get the fuck out of our country man i mean because otherwise show some respect show some respect um back on point (laughs) (laughs) um so you know for me i i I just really feel like yeah i have to devote more time Um, i wish i would have understood this as a young man, but devoting more time to who I am, um, having a vision board that I look at where I hold myself accountable for each day of the week. Um, even even being a better dad is up there, you know, taking time to send my baby girl uh, those just because messages. Um, you know, I tell dudes like on oh, some real talk shit, yeah, you know, men like myself, if you haven't really, uh, you know, you didn't marry the mother of your of your child or children, you know, let's keep it 100. A lot of us men who didn't, you know, it, it was easy for us to send messages to women. Good morning, baby. Because you want some and you're hoping to get some. Um, but if you're not showing that energy toward your, your own child, then, uh, you know, what is it really worth? Um, but we have to understand that if you're going to grow, you have to consistently out of those 140, I'm sorry, 1,440 minutes, somehow devote a significant amount to your growth you can't de- devote all but somehow a significant amount to your growth so yeah and 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 so i think that's important i think um when i started to uh, i've always been the service field i guess um my life has always mm-hmm. been diverted devoted to service to others um <clears throat> but when you know i started to do um work on his documentary uh, I had to figure out because um, I, I did have a background in photography so the mm. 
the the setting up my shots and stuff like that uh, that that was pretty simple but making in the lighting situation it was it's pretty easy mm-hmm. all that stuff is a little similar um, the but you know making sure how do I um, correctly interview someone how um, what what's the best way to uh, make sure I have these shots the way I want it to come in how do I transition the shots um, do I want to do hard cuts do I want to um, have a dissolve do I want to do a trick or whatever you know these these things um, that you kind of have to devote your time to grow right and then you have to practice it right you learn the skill mm-hmm. then you have to go learn it right and, and so yep. what i do is i do my ratio to my head is one to three i learn one skill and i try to practice it three times before i move on to try to learn another skill mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of um, my methodology uh, to do mm-hmm. uh, to filmmaking um, I, I as mm-hmm. i learn it then i go do it three times and then it becomes part of what I do right mm. once I do it three times I kind of figured it out um, the first time mm. it's always crap the second time's a little better mm-hmm. third time's a little better <laughs> and if and if it's not better then I just keep going until I get it to where I feel okay just, just get it yeah this this was good um, mm-hmm. but going back <clears throat> to doing these 100 positive quotes um for me it's about service right it's about i think that my purpose is service to others Um, and i think that if um we we don't have to do that doesn't have to be our purpose to serve but i think if we serve if that's part of what we do in our life we will find happiness right um you do that with your podcast you're you're serving um you have a wide range of topics that you discuss but um you make sure that the people who have or need a voice and have an important message to go out there you want to you want to put that out there right that's that's the way you're serving you know and and people who who are bankers and lawyers and are working 16 hours a day you know their service yeah. may be um when they do sunday school on sundays um if they volunteer for an hour a week somewhere that's fine right but if, mm-hmm. if you go back in mm-hmm. your life and i challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast to examine where they were the most happiness happiest in their lives um it's usually when we're doing stuff for other people Mm-hmm. You know, when our kids are opening mm-hmm. presents during Christmas time to see their faces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether it would be helping uh, helping a friend move, you know, it sucked mm-hmm. while you move, and then afterwards when you're laughing, you know, it's over, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. You know, those type of things. Um, service mm-hmm. to other people, I think, is where a true calling is. And, and service... It's not doesn't have to be outside the home. What you do uh, in the house? When I speak to kids, and I want to do service, I say, "Hey, how many times have you done your dishes before your mom asked you to?" That's service. So when you do your dishes, yeah. and your mom comes downstairs and see they're done, she's going to be happy. It's mm-hmm. going to make you happy to see your mom happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so indeed. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be these. When, when I say service, people think of these big, 
you know, causes that they have to do in order to feel good. We don't. Um, so there was um, a study where I read, um, and uh, what this gentleman did was he opened the he opened the door for all these people, right? And he wanted to see what would happen. So he started opening the door for his people. Now he had these scenarios set up um, in the building where um, you had to open up. They, they had these like um, these dividers. You kind of had to push in between, but they were closed automatically, right? Okay. So, okay. As a person walked through the door, he would let people go through the door and he wouldn't open the door for them. Those people went through those dividers and didn't hold it open for nobody. They just went. Wow. Right? They opened the doors, they pulled the dividers because it was it was a little rough and then they would just go. Right? And they were in a rush. Damn. So he started opening the door for people and those people, when they got to the dividers, they held the dividers open for the person behind them. Uh, so service, that that's what I mean by service. That little door holding made the person want to pay mm-hmm. it forward. And they held it for that other person. It's crazy yep. how our mind works. If you smile at somebody, somebody's going to smile at you back. Mm-hmm. It's just a reaction. It, it's it's a, We have this thing in our yeah. brain where we mimic we mimic those symptoms and we mimic facial expressions. Mm-hmm. If somebody's gritting on you, mm-hmm. and for my non-street people, that's what somebody or, or looking hard at you. For my non-street people, that means somebody's giving you a <laughs> frown, like they don't like you or something. <laughs> <laughs> you would do the same thing. Real talk. You're like, oh, yeah. why are you looking at me like yeah. that? Like, what's up with right? you? Yeah, like what's up with if you? If somebody smiles yeah. at you, you go smile back. It's just it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So these things are reactionary, right? And and um, what we do know is that they release these little endorphins, right? Um, mm-hmm. That we need every day, like these chemicals that that uh, make us feel a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. And we have these things, and so addiction. The, the problem with um, endorphins is that we can become addicted to it. Um, when you do service, it's only sprinkles, right? It sprinkles and it just feels good, right? When, when you're an addict, mm-hmm. it's too mm-hmm. much. Um, mm-hmm. And these endorphins, you can get them, believe it or not, you get them from, from being on the phone. People constantly have to be on social media and looking for likes and stuff like that. Yep. It's not yep. that they really yep. want the likes. It's the feeling they get when they see the likes. And then mm-hmm. we start thinking these people are shallow. It's not that they're shallows. It's that they're getting endorphins from seeing it, mm. right? There's a gratification, mm. right, that they get from, and I do it too. You know, I, I post a video, yeah, I see how it's yeah. doing. I'm like, oh, cool. Sure. You know what I mean? I get, you know, we all get yeah. the endorphins. Um, it, it's not a yeah. bad thing as long as we're right. sprinkling them, right? Because, you know, right. Um, right. It, it's, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. But getting back to service, I think that you these hundred. I hope that you're enjoying episode 205 of the Puerto Rican Teddy Bear with special guest Charles DeLeon. In case you may need to stretch, refresh your drink, maybe hit the bathroom, you have one minute and 27 seconds to do so. Starting now. Mm hmm. But getting back to service, I think that you know, these hundred 
um, positive quotes um, is my way of being service uh, to my um, online community. Uh, I try to um, walk the walk, if I may. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily um, feel if I'm not feeling positive that day, maybe I won't post a positive affirmation. Uh, I may post something that's a little more grounded. Uh, right. Because I do believe in every situation, um, there's reason for optimism, even in darkness. Yeah. You know, even in darkness, there's reason for optimism. Uh, so that's just my stance on that. Now, I do have to uh, kind of circle back around, and, and, and I'm only doing this because I feel like um, if there are certain signs or signals that um, listeners could 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 hear because there may be a loved one who is is, is showing signs of um, suicidal thoughts and or tendencies. Um, I, I don't know if you have listened to the episode. It probably be probably would be tough to do so. Um, but if you have, you know, were there any any in any any signals or signs that you can now say like oh shit no um, um so um okay. not not necessarily in the video um because you know, we talk about painful things it's normal okay. to, to be in distress right um but mm-hmm. what I, I but i do want to say that when you know somebody intimately or even um mm-hmm. or even know them well Right. If you know somebody, you, right. know, you work for right. you work for somebody for five years, and and their office right. right next to you, you know them pretty well, and that mm-hmm. behavior changes, um, then it's something to look at, right? You know, um, and mm-hmm. if the, the behavior change is prolonged, um, there's something to look mm-hmm. at. Um, people just being overly sad, um, people mm-hmm. um, just their appearance changes, um, they start to give away their personal items Mm -hmm. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of things you know people um, who listen for many people who commit suicide what what they're doing is the pain that they feel right now is so great Mm -hmm. that they just feel like they have no choice right Mm -hmm. Um, But and they know they're leaving people behind that they care about and they want to give them their things to alleviate that pain. That's their way of saying, mm-hmm. you know, hope this makes you feel better, right? Um, and they do. It's it's not a really a rational thought. It's it's more um, of a subconscious thing of wanting to give somebody so you have something to remember me by. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so people most most people who are thinking about committing suicide. It's not like a, a, a thought that just popped in their head. You know what? Today's the day. That's not how it works. Right. Right. It, it's yeah. it's this consistent feeling of overwhelming dread. <clears throat> you know that they can't shake, and they get to a point where it's just too much. <clears throat> so, uh, I think we are uncomfortable talking about death. 
were uncomfortable of accusing somebody or insinuating somebody might be in a position to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. I could pretty much guarantee that if um, you go to somebody and you ask them if they feel like hurting themselves, they won't be angry at you mm-hmm. because you asked. Most people would appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. Or ask you why? Why would you think that? You know, would have a conversation on that, and um, mm-hmm. but you can't. You know, nobody's gonna be injured because you have that right. thought. Hey, man, listen. You gave me your chest set. It's twenty three years old. What the? <laughs> You're walking around. <laughs> yeah. You smell like you know right. a, a trash can. You know whatever. Right. Um, I make a little light of it, but um, I'm saying these, these changes can be that drastic and also be gradual. You know, and I, and I uh-huh. think that you know when you talk to people and and you get a feeling that something's not right, just ask directly. Mm-hmm. Just ask directly, because. They want to tell you they're hurting. You know, yeah. How hard is it to ask for help? It's extremely difficult to ask for help. <laughs> yeah, that's extremely, especially when you when when you are mad with pride. Yeah, and if somebody says, you know, somebody comes up to you, but man, you look like you're struggling. You know, no, I'm mm-hmm. right. Are you sure? Like, yeah, 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 man. You, you don't think it hurt yourself or anything, right? That pause, man. They give you a pause, and they like, no, I'm mm-hmm. alright. Like, ah. Oh, that don't sound right to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that might make the difference between somebody not killing themselves. Yeah. That's just the truth. Um, yeah. And you know, you don't want to be in a position where you feel like, man, could I have said something? Could I have done something? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and ultimately, you know, it's nobody's fault, man, when somebody commits suicide. Right. You know, you can't really, nobody can really blame themselves and think, man, what could I have done better and stuff like that. This is, this is not what that's about, right? This is about if you know, if you feel like something's wrong and you don't want to ask because you don't want to offend, that's mm-hmm. not a reason not to ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. I agree. Because you know what? Rather to quote unquote offend if you do offend someone versus having to get that call hear that news you know um because man life especially uh especially for 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 us men of color man life life is life is a motherfucker man especially again us men of color who have have gone through childhood trauma which is a vast majority life you know uh yo sometimes life life throws you some fucked up situations and circumstances and things that really have you feeling less than you know um and then the flip side is like you're especially street code you know you're taught not to show uh these intimate sides of weakness and, and vulnerability, you know, like it's a double-edged yeah, sword. There, there's real consequences for looking like a weakling. Um, you know, I understand like, that. I, I do understand that, but I think that uh, we've gotten to a point where we kind of have to change that, man. We're dying. Mm-hmm. We're dying because we're refusing to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is something that could 
quite honestly, can be prevented. Suicide can be prevented. This is not something that somebody, yeah, no, they have stuck in their head and you can't stop them. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Now, are there people that if they want to kill themselves, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get it done? Okay. I, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. what I am telling you is the studies show that if you have that conversation, people wind up not killing themselves. And the people who survive mm-hmm. suicide attempts are happy to be alive. You know, um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a touchy, uh, it's a touchy topic, you know, one that, that definitely does not get brought up enough, um, does not get enough of the awareness and attention that it should, you know, um, it's no video game, you know, it, it, it sucks because, you know, there's no coming back, you know. I had posted how one of my boys lost his life to, um, I'm not gonna disclose all his business about it, obviously out of respect, but you know, it it it, it just makes you wonder, you know, what, what was also going through his head because I never got the damn impression um, that he had, uh, he was battling certain demons, if you will. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that respectfully. Um, and it just makes you wonder, like, you know, I, cause, cause at, kind of again, off of what you said at the beginning um, of our episode, it, you know, I, I, I definitely went through, you know, fuck man. I, you know, should I, I should have invited this brother on um, my podcast. You know, we could have had a, a great talk. Um, maybe he would have opened up to me. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about us going to see <laughs> Malcolm X, uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X at the River Oaks Theater out in Calumet City. I think it's shut down now, but nonetheless, um, Calumet City, Illinois. Um, <laughs> and us leaving out of there like, man, you know, fuck this shit, man. The white man ain't gonna do this to us. The white man ain't gonna do that. We gonna show the school how that Confederate flag has to come down. Like, we, you know, we totally like became activists like, immediately upon seeing that movie um i get what you you know what 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 you were saying at the beginning i'm like damn you know did did did, did i fail him some way somehow you know like you know because two days prior you know he prior to him him transitioning he you know told me you know man you know like you have a what do you say you 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 have a, a tremendous you have a tremendous testimony in 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 keep walking blessed something to, to that nature and i have to look at it again i apologize but like it, it's like fuck you know did i did i miss you know having you on to have that conversation maybe or would it still have happened you know you and of course i've i've obviously not sat in that moment um too long but uh you know when i when i hear you say how yeah i've i've, I've grown or growed, grew, grown in my in my um in my podcasting and 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 the fact of being able to reach out and um allow people to have a voice <laughs> forever in my mind uh um you can only do <clears throat> what you can do right so People have to fight for themselves. 
right? We don't have to do we don't have to do it by ourselves, right? But right. we have to be part of that fight. If if I know I'm struggling, I need to reach out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to reach out. Um, mm-hmm. So it, I think it's normal mm-hmm. to feel some of that. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't belong to you, but it, it's it's the process right, of grieving. Right. I you yeah. know it, it's yeah. just the process of grieving. Um, yeah. But. We just have to make it normal to have these discussions, right? We have to make it normal mm-hmm. to understand mm-hmm. that you're not always at, you know, you're not always the strongest. Um, right, right. If people, there's things, there's fallacies when we talk about right. our past generations. Our past, mm-hmm. men, our, our fathers were fucking abusers, right? Oh, and, yes, and, and, absolutely. And they, and they, yeah. They abused our mothers. They abused mm-hmm. alcohol. You know, mm-hmm. they did things to improperly manage the stress of their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, in a lot of cases, there weren't great examples of what a father should be. Mm-hmm. If I'm being totally mm-hmm. honest, um, mm-hmm. they weren't, and that's because they mm-hmm. they held this anger. You know, which they prefer to look like an angry man than look like, you know, some type of transparent yeah, to be to show yeah. any type of weakness, right? Because mm-hmm. we feel like that's what a man should be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's changed, and but but mm-hmm. we we have to do more, you know, because even now, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, like I'm 45 now, I didn't, you know, I didn't go to treatment. For being sexually abused, I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm only 10 years into my treatment, right? Into into, right. into my recovery, mm-hmm. you know. And I carried all that pain that I didn't have to carry for mm-hmm. 35 years, and mm-hmm. that got all over my wife, all over my children, mm-hmm. all over my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. It didn't have to, but because I refused mm-hmm. to get help, it did. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just have to mm-hmm. constantly um, assess where we're at, um, mm-hmm. assess the people around us. Because um, mm-hmm. that's important too. We're a community. That's, oh, yeah. And we have to look out for each other. <laughs> Very um, much so. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that um, we let the little things in the way sometimes. Um, yep. You know, the funny thing is that. Um, A few months ago, you and I were totally on on, on a different political game, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. But it <laughs> it it didn't affect our interaction. It didn't mm-hmm. affect um, mm-hmm. the friendship that we started, you know, because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're mature enough to say, okay, this is how I mm-hmm. feel about it. That's how you feel about it. And that's just it. It mm-hmm. you should we should be able to do that. Right, we should mm-hmm. be able to to mm-hmm. disagree vehemently and just mm-hmm. move on. You know why? Because uh, sure. we should have enough in common mm-hmm. that it should make up for the stuff we don't. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, agree. You know, our our our, our wanting to uh, succeed, wanting um, to prosper, not wanting mm-hmm. to, to wanting other people to prosper. Not stopping mm-hmm. people from proceed from 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 reaching the things they could reach, 
I think those are mm-hmm. common themes. I think everybody in this country just wants to live a life a purpose where they're able to provide for themselves and their family and be able to have fun every two weeks on vacation. You know, I think that's what everybody <laughs> wants. You know, I don't think anybody yeah. wants to stop anybody from growing, you know? No. In um, no. a large part, and I, I know we've been talking for a while, so maybe for a different podcast. Oh, I don't mind. But I think that's that true. I don't mind, bro. The, the big thing, um, and what all this comes down to, the people fighting politically, the men mm-hmm. being not wanting to discuss when they need help and, and, and struggling with mm-hmm. mental health is fear. Mm-hmm. It's this this mm-hmm. fear mongering and and for mm-hmm. men it's this fear of being shamed. Uh, yep. And this fear just holds us back, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it just I agree. It it, it paralyzes us. It does. I agree with you, and and I won't forget how um, a good friend of mine I've known, whew, gosh, we've known each other for about, what, 25 years now? Um, I consider him family. I had to, I, you know, I had to, to tell him, I said, hey, you know what, listen, <laughs> I apologize for a lot of the political rhetoric um, that I spewed out regarding such a high regard for 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 trump i said because what i seen um after he lost whether whether or not you know people want to say he it was stolen I, man listen there's a lot of things that have been stolen from many ethnic groups so we don't need to go there nonetheless um i was like i can't support a president that 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 like like you can't act like that like bro you your cock should be down to your fucking ankle bro because you have accomplished what no one else has you you were not even an elected official so it's like accept the fact that yeah in my opinion you were a stage prop meant to cause a lot of political distractions i don't whether it was on one side or the other side or in collusion the fact remains, I'm like, bro, walk away gracefully, show some fucking respect, and that's and and, yeah, and, but, and do it that so, way. And so, I, and I appreciate that. I don't think you have to apologize for that, though, because so, listen, this is how I feel about. I never, you know, I never liked the trial. I just right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I gave my reasons yeah. why, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that the Trump supporters should be held accountable for Trump's behavior. Um, I, I listen. There's a large part of the population that voted for mm-hmm. him because he was a white man, and they felt that he sided with with um, the alt right, mm-hmm. Proud mm-hmm. Boys, and all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even with that, that's not the majority. That's, that's not the majority of Trump supporters. The majority felt right. they they believed. That he wanted to drain the swamp. They believed mm-hmm. that he was putting America first. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get that, right? So um, that's a difference in um, <laughs> in a true political point of view, right? Between mm-hmm. conservatism and, and liberalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think that um, I'm pretty sure of the seventy one million people who voted 
for Trump, which is the second most that anybody ever voted for for mm-hmm. a person, right? The only person who mm-hmm. got more was Biden. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that if you survey those 71 million people, I guarantee you that pretty much you'll only be left in the thousands, maybe the tens of thousands of the people that were okay with what happened on Washington. Mm. You know, nobody wants to see this country overthrown. Nobody wants right. to, nobody yeah, wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that, you know? Yeah. And it's unfortunate because, and I think we, we spoke about this one time, that when we follow people instead of ideology, we fall mm-hmm. in this trap. Mm-hmm. People fall in the trap where they, they worship Trump. And so everything he says mm-hmm. has to be real. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't worship Biden a bit. Right? Mm-hmm. I have no, uh, I'm under no illusions uh, of who he is. Uh, mm hmm. But right now he's doing things that I agree with. At the moment that he does I it, I might have a problem with it. Right? Real so talk. uh it's so it's not about it's only about who's in power now because I couldn't take another four years of Trump. But mm-hmm. if um mm-hmm. if John McCain was still alive and he was running, I would have voted for John McCain. You know, oh, yeah, I thought the most uh, of America would have. I, yo, listen, yeah, I, I, I think I think Mitt Romney could run <clears throat> a third time and win this time. I think <clears throat> in four years, Mitt Romney could win. <clears throat> you know, and I would probably vote for him, if I'm being honest. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> so I <clears throat> because the things that he believes that he wants align <clears throat> with me. You know, um, mm-hmm. Mitt Romney, he believes in universal health care. Yeah. He had universal health care as governor for his state. And, I, and he's a conservative, for those yes, who don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not yeah. so it's not a conservative thought. We 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 fall in this trap because we we start believing the individuals instead of following our ideology. Right, and it's not the people's mm-hmm. fault, man. We have to get back. When I was a kid, and when you were a kid, I'm sure you had an mm-hmm. English class that taught you how to read the newspaper. Right, I was taught mm-hmm. how to Absolutely. read the newspaper. I was taught what was the news, what I was looking mm-hmm. for, and I was taught what was the editorial, and what was the purpose of yeah. the editorial. Yeah. You had assignments, right? Assignments on it, right? And you yeah. had the, the weekly. That's right. That's right. I forgot about it. That's right. Weekly yeah. assignments. Yeah. You had to do with the, with the yeah. current events, and you had to know the difference yeah. between news and um, opinion mm-hmm. pieces, editorials. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much editorials on TV that people mistake them for mm-hmm. news. Exactly, and that's why they get lost. <laughs> and we have to go back yep. to educating people on what real news is. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I, and, and I don't blame media for it. It's the consumption of economy. It's our fault, right? So mm. we're consuming it, so they're giving it to us. Mm. Or if we didn't consume mm-hmm. it, then it wouldn't be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I don't blame Fox. I don't blame CNN. You know, people no. have to be smarter to see what they're looking. At. And 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 listen, when I say those two networks at MSNBC. Mm-hmm. They, they are news networks, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to know which is the news and which is the editorial pieces, right? You have to know mm-hmm. that um, 
uh, the Wallace is a newsman. Mm-hmm. Right? When you listen to Wallace, he's going to give you the news. Mm-hmm. Right? Point blank. When you listen to Tucker, yep. you have to know he's not mm-hmm. a newsman. Mm-hmm. Never been. Mm-hmm. Right? When you listen to Shepard, who's now, mm-hmm. he's now on NBC, you got to know you're still a newsman. He's going to give you the news. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a newsman. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper is not a newsman. He's he no. edit, he's, 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 he editorizes. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. So if you yep. like what he's saying, cool. Most of the time he doesn't lie, and if somebody mm-hmm. makes a mistake, they typically correct it. Mm-hmm. Right. So go ahead and correct. That's what people look. They're not gonna get the news right all the time. They're just not. No. Because everybody no. needs is trying to be first and be out there first yep. with their thing. So sometimes you're not gonna get everything mm-hmm. right. But as long mm-hmm. as you retract when you're wrong, we have to live with exactly. it. Exactly. Right? We have to live yep. with it. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, we have to hold news outlets accountable when they purposely mm-hmm. lie to us. Mm-hmm. Listen. I agree. There was over 60 court cases for this election. Not one shred Yo. of evidence. Not one shred of evidence. Damn. Over 60? Yes. Not one shred of evidence. Not only was there not one shred of evidence, the Supreme Court refused to look at it on the merit of, of what they yeah, drafted. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Not only People that, were mad at- Giuliani said that they're not, that, they, that they're not, um, what, what was the words he used? That they're not, as a matter of, uh, we're not stating that fraud was committed. Jeez. He said that in one of the court cases. Wow. You know, wow. So, it, so it's not only that, now you got the news, you got the president on the phone call sounding like um sounding like Nikki Scarphone talking about look, man, we just gotta find <laughs> eleven thousand seven hundred votes. I don't know where we gonna get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's just, it, yeah. it's just ridiculous. And look, oh. and I listen, man. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just ridiculous to me, you know how, in this country, uh-huh. how a person of a, of color has to be three times better uh-huh. than a white man uh-huh. to get the same uh-huh. type of leeway. Yo, oh, yeah. so look, <laughs> a little bit off tangent, but <laughs> right in Philadelphia, we, we we hired a new head coach. Right, I'm I'm a, I'm a football fan. Okay, um, we have a coach here, Deuce Daly, who played for us for eight years, and mm-hmm. and then came back, and he's been a coach here for eleven years. Mm-hmm. And they um, he he interviewed for the head coaching job. And they gave it to this other guy from the coast, the, the office of coordinator for the Colts. So this guy got got twenty years <laughs> with the organization. Damn. Twenty years with the organization, but they don't Damn. think, but they don't think that he's ready to be a head coach. However, the Texans, Josh McCown, just retired because he was our backup quarterback here in Philadelphia. Just retired. And they're considering hiring him as the head coach of the Texans. Wow. So you have a guy who who put working as a coach for 11 years. Mm-hmm. 
and doesn't get a sniff, but somebody who just retired is close to being hired as a coach. And what's the what's the uh, the color disparity? Deuce Deuce is black, and uh, McDe- McCown is white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And say That's what sweet. you want about Obama, my man was always fresh. My man was always prepared. He was always prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, no, I give him that. He, and you know what? He cared about the people. He mm-hmm. did. Now his politics, whatever. You know, maybe we didn't yeah. agree with everything he did. I get it. Yeah. We're not going to agree with everything somebody does. We just you just sure. not. You just not. No, no. But can you imagine if a man named Barack Obama did half <laughs> half Shit. of what Trump did? Shit. Half. Shit, shit, yes. shit! I already talked about that. Yo, I already listen. talked about that. He would have been. Look, he might not be gone, but someone close to him would have been. Listen, man. Someone very close to him. So, so I know we we went off tangent, man. But oh, it's it, right. just hey. you know these these things are real, man. Yeah, these things yeah, are real, and they're happening. Mm-hmm. You know, they're happening, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that the Eagles are a racist organization one bit, and I don't believe the NFL mm-hmm. is a racist organization at this point. I do believe that because of the systems that are in place, the systemic racism that's in mm-hmm. place, things mm-hmm. happen unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, we yeah, just do. I agree. We just, it, and it is what it is, man. And we have our biases. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. What it is. I, I, I'm just hopeful that you know this year um, we'll start to clean things up, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. Um, we'll be better. And I believe right now because I'm positive, because I'm an optimist, I do believe mm-hmm. that we will correct the ship. We always have, right? Yeah. We had two yeah. wars under under Bush. The country looked mm-hmm. at us. Like we were scum, we had mm-hmm. a recession that really was a depression, but we called it a recession, right? Mm-hmm. And we climbed out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us time, mm-hmm. but we climbed out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and for these last four years, you know, there was steady climb economically, the sharp fall because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost some respect around the world because mm-hmm. of the behavior of our president. But yeah. now we have a new president, you know, and I believe things are, are going to get better. It's just it's the mm-hmm. up and downs, man, of of mm-hmm. of politics, man. It's the up and down. Mm-hmm. It's always listen. There's always going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and you we just got to believe. I, I believe, like I look, I believe yeah. in people, man. I just do. Yeah. I mean, I and, and look, brother. I I say this. I'm like, you know, if. If people want to say that the the Democrats are going to control everything, there is such a thing as a filibuster. And if the Republicans would not enact a a filibuster and they let shit happen, then you're basically telling me that the Republicans would be standing by saying, oh, well, do what the fuck you want to do. We don't give a shit. Right. Fuck the American people. So it's like you can't you can't have it both ways. But this is this is the thing. Right. And. There is something to be said for the party that wins, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tried it your way. You guys controlled it. We ain't like it. So 
Yeah, we, we, right. The president, pre, president lost both houses mm-hmm. and the presidency. The Republicans lost mm-hmm. both houses mm-hmm. under Trump. They lost both houses mm-hmm. and the presidency. Mm-hmm. I think I tell you, the American people didn't like the direction the, the country was going under him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. But the Republicans did over the four years. They did because they could. Yeah. Right. Not because they should, because they, they could. And people will mm-hmm. continue to eat it, right? Because they think mm-hmm. that they're looking out for them. The tax plan mm-hmm. that the Republicans passed is terrible. It's terrible for, for the middle class. Trickle down economics hasn't worked. Can you hear me, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I had a call come in. Oh, okay. Trickle down economics oh, no, doesn't work. Okay. Right? It, it has, mm-hmm. um, it has it. Never has since, since Reagan um, started it. It doesn't work. So continue to give, mm-hmm. um, continuing to give tax breaks, continuing to um, do corporate welfare. And as mm-hmm. the business grow, they'll grow jobs and give people better pay mm-hmm. has never happened. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work because mm-hmm. they want to pocket the profits. The problem, capitalism isn't the problem. Greed's mm-hmm. the problem. You know, before oh, yeah. you know, before 1980, companies never used people to balance the books. Hmm. If you look before 1980s, never would you lay off. 12,000 people to make the yeah. books. Never. It didn't yeah. happen. You're right. It didn't happen. You're right. You're right. But now it happens. <laughs> it happens because now it's about mm-hmm. the bottom line, right? The problem is that um, capitalism was never about that. Capitalism was about the consumer, right? It was about mm-hmm. treating people respectfully so they continue to come back. Mm-hmm. It was a partnership mm-hmm. Between the consumer and, and and the people giving you the product, that's what it was, mm-hmm. right? It's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that anymore. It's You're about right. Building pocket, building pocket, building pocket. Pick up. It, look, yep. so look at um, Apple, right? Mm. Now you can buy a brand new Apple. It'll cost, still cost you a thousand dollars, but now you're not getting a uh, <laughs> you're not getting headphones. You're not getting a phone jack. I mean, the charger. Yeah. It still costs the, the charger, same price. Yeah. Still the same price, Damn. and people people are buying it, right? So they'll continue to do that. So they saved about mm-hmm. uh, probably about a hundred bucks, and removing those mm-hmm. items, they're pocketing mm-hmm. that. They, they they didn't give nobody raises. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't hire more people, but more. Damn. That, that's pocket. That's pocket. That, that hundred dollars mm-hmm. goes to the um, stakeholders. CEO, yeah, all stakeholders, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, yeah. this is this is my point that it's not about the way yeah. we're doing cap capitalism isn't bad, man. It's not the right. way we're doing right. it is wrong. Yeah, the way we do, yeah. And socialism, socialist programs are not bad. We mm. have Medicare, Medicaid are the biggest social programs that we have, and people love them. Mm-hmm. 
You know, people love them. Mm -hmm. Those programs work. Mm -hmm. You know, we can have a mm -hmm. capitalist society that subsidizes um, right. these things. Like, there's no reason in the yep. world why people should go broke because um, uh, somebody in the family has cancer. No, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree. You know, with with, with capitalism having subsidies is, is, is I mean, th those two should be going hand in hand. Um, I don't know how it seemingly hasn't been happening because you're right, man. When you think back to the steel mill, um, that era, especially uh, uh, the the uh, automobile industry era as well. Um, shit, man. I mean, you're right. Like laying off work. Listen, if your ass lost your job at the damn steel mill or, or, or the auto plant, it's because your ass fucked that up. <laughs> it wasn't, right. you know, it wasn't anything other than that. Right. Um, so check this out. In, in 2008, there's this company, I forget their name, and I, I'll get it for you. So mm -hmm. 2008, everything fell apart. Now, this company makes the machines that uh, make machines to make things. So mm -hmm. they they create these industrial machines. The, for instance, the robots that, um, that drill cars in, they make the machines mm -hmm. that make those robots. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. that's what th this company makes. So, um, at at their at their at their stakeholder meetings, uh, they told them they had to lay off twenty six thousand people in order to keep the company afloat. So the CEO went back, um, thought about it. At the next meeting, he says, "Yeah, we're not going to do that. Come up with a better idea." <laughs> so, what happened was they came up with a furlough program. What they realized. Mm -hmm was that if everybody from the CEO to maintenance mm -hmm. to six mm -hmm. weeks unpaid leave mm -hmm. furlough so for six weeks you won't get paid right um right. everybody can stay on and the way he sold mm -hmm. it was it's better that we all suffer a little bit than for someone to suffer a lot and what happened was you didn't have to take the um, the days off consecutively, so you could be like, "Yo, I'm gonna take off every Friday for six, for 52 weeks if you wanted to." You know what I mean? Whatever, however you wanted to break it up, but it had to be six weeks within a year. So, and what and what happened was, people who could afford to go without mm -hmm. pay took on mm -hmm. extra weeks for other people who who, could, who needed the, who needed the money. Damn. And not only that, once they recovered, once they recovered and they were able to, they paid everybody back the days that they missed that they couldn't work. What the fuck? They figured out creatively how to keep the team intact. That's capitalism. That's the way capitalism should work. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. However, but see, you said 2008, which was Obama, his era. Um, go figure, huh? I mean, shit changed. You don't have to be ruthless. You know? It doesn't have to be about the bottom line. It has to be about the people. It always has to be about the people. Yep. Nothing else matters, yep. man. I would be yeah. honest. Everything goes see, it has to be about the people. It has to be, and, and and politics has definitely diverted away from that um, theory, and it really sucks, man. Like like it is, 
I don't know. I, I hope things get back to, to to where it used to be because shit really. Uh, <laughs> what a shit show, you know, for real. Like, what a fucking shit show, man. Like, bring the shovels and and have at it, cause I don't understand. Like, really, what in the hell? <laughs> like, how do you act that way toward an end an end of of of, of your reign? quote unquote and I'm being sarcastic. Um like come on man like 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 yo you you're fucking up your last name. Fuck the bullshit. Like real talk like you you you're 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 doing damage to your last name's legacy. Like come on bro. You know like nigga you lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like like you know there's no other way to put that shit. Nigga you lost. I mean it is what it is bro like you know um the beauty of, of of competitiveness is, yeah, guess what? You have a winner and you have a loser. And it is what the heck it is. Like, you know, um, you can't win them all. No, you can't. That would be, you know, <laughs> you know like, like you said, that shit is fake. I mean, you didn't, you didn't say shit, but, you know, hey, that shit is fake. Like, come on, you can't, you know, you, you can, nothing wrong with expecting the world. Hey, but you know, also be be for real and say I know damn good and well I can't have the entire world, and and walk away, man. You know, walk walk away with your head held high, not inciting and gaslighting and uh, invoking. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, if you can see me doing the air quotes, doing the air quotes, mob protest <laughs> mob like protest and I'm doing the air quote um, because I don't think that there was anything uh, patriotic about you storming into the Capitol building when it is closed mind you you motherfuckers broke in unlawfully yeah that's not protesting bro because I can't go into my neighbor's home and say hey hey Leroy yeah Nigga, I'm protesting in your home. <laughs> I broke in though. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it don't work that way. Because if Leroy decided to pull a gun on me and shoot me, Leroy would be well in and justified reasoning of doing so. So I don't understand how people think that that was protesting. You're breaking into capital uh, a capital building, mind you. So number one, that that is disrespect. And for those who have done the whole, it was Antifa and BLM. I, I there's a picture of a brother who actually was a guest on my podcast several months prior to him doing that crazy.